Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons! We're a D&D 5th Edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master Russ Morn. With me for a brief moment today is Carla Maxted. Here I am for a brief moment. And Amy Moore. What is a moment, really, though? And Tom Laird. It's a length of time. And we say brief moment. I mean, Amy, Tom, and I will be sticking around for a little bit more throughout this episode, like the whole thing. Um, but what we're doing is a special bonus episode here. to a little peek behind the Patreon curtain with our game time tier. Um, if you visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, we have a whole bunch of different rewards and tiers that you can go sign up for, uh, like bonus episodes, some of which are run by Tom. Sure, we got lots of those. You can get in on some live stream hangouts. Oh, yeah, where we're all just best friends for a whole hour and talking together and bullshitting. You can give us names of NPCs and items. And sometimes even PCs. What? What? And also, as you continue to move up through the tiers, you will find that we have a game time tier, and that's what we are featuring today, um, is that uh, patrons who sign up there get to, uh, or rather we get to, play a game with them. A two-hour game where one of us will DM it, plan a game with with you in mind, um, and get you to build a character and sit down and play with us. And it's a whole lot of fun. It's so much fun. And we've got one of those coming up this month on February 20th where Tom is DMing and Amy is playing. Mm -hmm. And maybe mystery other people involved. But, you know, for sure, Amy, for sure, me. Oh, yeah. And maybe, yeah. Question we always, mark after that. We always guarantee at least two of us, and then if anybody else is available, they hop on the call as well. Um, but that's coming out February 20th, and then on March 26th, we have another one scheduled where I am DMing, and Carla is for sure playing. It's always a hoot. We would love to have you there. It's going to be a blast, and we would love for you to join us. So this game uh, that we're going to play for you here is run by Tom. Amy and I are playing in it, but also our... Our lovely patron, Gabriel Lynch, joined us in this game, and it's a whole lot of fun, and we hope that you enjoy it, and stick around to the end, and we'll be there to to chat at you again for a brief moment. All right, enjoy the episode. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. See you over there. The three of you have been riding your horses after a couple days journey on the road and you trot into the town of Westgate. Uh, Russ, what's your character's name? My name is, um, Fuffleton. But my friends, my friends call me Larry because they can't say Fuffleton very well. All right, we're going to go with Larry. <laughs> His name literally has zero vowels in it. I wonder, so there's I nothing what, in there. Like, because you sent me a note on the Discord, and I was like, is that actually a character name, or what is happening here? I'm a, I'm a fish person, uh, and we don't really have normal names. So people just keep calling me Larry. 
All right, Larry, you pull out uh, a set of instructions that were passed down to you and your your co-writers here. There's a note from Salazar, and there's a land title deed to go with it. And the note says, You three have been tasked with setting up the new Guild of Nine Shadows outpost for the Westgate region, and everything that goes along with it. You'll integrate yourselves into the area by taking any and all jobs as they come in. Do your best to get along with the town folk in the process, please. As far as the headquarters itself, the broker I purchased it from has assured me it will be an easy setup for you three, and I expect everything to be up and running in a prompt fashion. The building is located on Wharf Street, next door to the Salty Mermaid, an inn and tavern of somewhat low repute. And it's just signed with an S. Guys, we gotta we gotta set up the set up the office. So huh? it's like a down downtown office. I gotta I gotta get wet here, so we gotta find a place where I can have my afternoon bath. Huh? Look at the note. <laughs> I snatched the note from him and I started to read it. Oh, we're oh we're gonna set up the outpost. That's what I said. So you three meander your way into Westgate and you find Wharf Street without too much looking around. And Wharf Street, a little run down in general. Like it's just it's seen better days. Uh but in the distance up on the right hand side of the street, you see a sign hanging off of a building. It's a painted sign of a red haired mermaid who appears to be flipping you the bird. That's not very nice. That's a little vulgar. Mm. Hey wh- wh- what's everybody's name? Why you wanna know? Well, because we've been traveling for, like, weeks and no one told me their name. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm Rohmar. People call me Ro. Ro-Ro. That's Rosie. Cool. Rope-de-dope. I'm Edward. <laughs> oh, well, it's nice, nice to finally hear your voice, Edward. You've been very quiet for the last two weeks. I don't like talking. But I bet you have a beautiful singing voice, Eddie. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out. If they got the karaoke at this this place here, maybe. I I really got to find a bath, otherwise I'm going to suffocate and die. <laughs> I I look over at um, at Larry and I like pour my my water skin on him. No, no, like I got to be fully submerged. <laughs> well, luckily for Larry, I've got uh, two Wolf minutes. Street <laughs> I have is. Two minutes. On the water. Like, you can literally walk off of Wharf Street and take a swim around in the bay. I'll be right back. I'm going to go take a swim in the bay. Yeah, that water looks, like, super gross. Oh, yeah, no, the water's not good. But, hey, Uh, water's water. Fully submerged. Be right back. Not going to suffocate today, guys. Are you going to go in with your clothes? I'm a fish person. I don't really have clothes. I just got a satchel here. I'll put it down. I pick it up and I rummage through that satchel. What's in your satchel? Jesus Christ. Any embarrassing items? No. Are you sure? Only the best items. Uh, Like flaky fish food? Well, I took took my decanter of endless water with me because that ain't leaving my side. Yeah. Uh, I got, I don't know, what do you want? I got bedroll, book, carpenter's tools. I didn't say I'm stealing from you. I'm just looking through it. All right, well, (laughs) this is what you find. I'm not silly right now. I'm not here to ransack you. I'm just snoopy. I got standard stuff. Hand axes. Mm. I'll take the hand axes. <laughs> Eddie is a is a person of moral repute. You're taking my hand axes? All right, I don't have hand axes anymore. 
You have but two. when you need one in a pinch, man, is he ever going to be there for you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Sweet. time. <laughs> All right. Well, All right are you guys waiting around while Larry takes his dip, or are you going to continue uh, up the road? No, nah, we continue. He can swim up, up the bay here and meet us wherever we stop. Okay, uh, you know from the letter that the the guild building is is right next door to the Salty Mermaid, and it's the Salty Mermaid is the only other building that's attached to this one next to it. So you're assuming that this kind of light brown building, two store, uh, it looks a little bit beat up, but like you're thinking, well, this this must be the place. There's no front door. There's just a wooden plank that's been nailed where the door was. But, like, otherwise open to the elements? Yeah, like, if you duck down, it's open to whoever wants to roll on in there. Hmm. A little bit of a fixer-upper, ain't it? Yeah. Are we going in? Might as well. I mean, a coat of paint here, a little... I go and I I tear... I want to rip the plank off the... Uh, roll me a strength check to see if you can just yard this plank out of there. I will. Thirteen. I thought as a half orc, I'd have a little more strength, but apparently I don't. Uh, I'm going to say thirteen is is just enough. Like you have to put your full body into ripping this plank off, but you managed to get it done, and uh, the door is wide open for you guys. Hey, if we keep this plank, we can um we can probably make it into a sign. Sounds like a good idea. Seems like it fit the the decor of the rest of the neighborhood. I turn myself sideways and try to squeeze my shell through the door. Oh, right. You're a tortle. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. What is what does Edward the tortle look like here, Gabe? He is six feet tall. He's around 400 pounds with his shell being a third of his weight. Uh, he's got a big old uh, walking stick with an accent on the top of it. And he's carrying a a shield made out of a another turtle's shell that he killed. Oh dang! Oh shit! So and, this is some Highlander turtle shit. <laughs> there can only shell, be one. On his shell, there's there's netting on the back of his shell with skulls of enemies he's killed woven in. I like this guy. I like Edward a lot already. All right, uh, Amy, how about you? What does what does Roro look like? <laughs> uh, well, Roro is a half-orc, so she's bigger. She wears armor of some kind. Um, it's actually very fancy. She's a little on the fancy side, I think. She likes, let, let's just say she likes nice things. She likes nice things. Um, she has, sorry, I'm trying to use my mic at the same time. It's not working. <laughs> Uh, I should know this, but I don't. What am I looking for? Oh, I have a shield, and it is, like, the prettiest. Like, it's very, it's got, like, rose gold. It's ornate. It looks like it's never been hit before, ever. Okay, very fancy, pretty shield. Yes, she likes, she likes her things pretty. She likes it pretty. And Russ, uh, Larry, I'm assuming, has caught up to the group now after the, the ripping the door plank off. And what does what does Larry look like? Uh, Larry comes running back up. He has large fin flippers for feet. So you hear like, 
as he runs. Um, he kind of has like a catfish appearance to him. Big, long catfish whiskers. Um, he's like, I think he's, I said he's like five foot four, um, about 150 pounds, kind of greenish gray scales. Um, and he's got human hands, like long spindly fingers on them with uh, fins that come out of his elbows. Um, and he, he runs up and he's like, guys, 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 somebody stole my hand axes. What? So, somebody, somebody stole my hand axes. Do you know what he's saying, Larry? I don't, or not Larry, sorry, Edward, I don't know. Not really. Somebody, Something about hands. But he's somebody, got like he doesn't have hands? My axe, somebody stole them, so I can't chop, chop. He wants something he wants to happen quickly. <laughs> oh. Thanks for watching my stuff, guys. All right, what do you guys think? A little coat of paint, a couple vases of flowers. A couple skulls. Skulls, yeah, mm. skulls are sweet. I love skulls. Yeah. Um, where are we going to get those skulls? Wh- are you volunteering? No. <laughs> no, although I think out of all of them, my skull would be the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's not an invitation to do anything, though, with my skull here, um, Eddie. So, All right. So you three kind of take a tour around the building and in the bottom floor, there's like a big communal space and uh, an armory and a kitchen. But both are you know, pretty bad shape. This There's been people squatting in this building, but they, there's nobody even around there lately. But, you know, still, it's not very good shape. The upstairs, there's a few bedrooms on the top floor. And, uh, you know, some bathrooms and stuff like that. But it's just a pretty standard headquarters. Is there anything as you three get to work on the outpost? You mentioned skulls and flowers. Uh, is there anything else you want to see the outpost have? Oh, wouldn't it be so great if there was just a cocktail bar in the back here? You know, a place for people to mingle. We need a bathtub. Like a big bathtub. Well, there, there are there are bathrooms upstairs. There are there are wash like basins a, upstairs. Not a basin, like a, a big tub with like big big tub where I can submerge myself in. I think there are bathtubs upstairs. Okay. Why don't you go check it out? I go look. Okay. <laughs> I go look. <laughs> I would say roll for bathtub, but that is an insane roll. Uh, yes, there is one. He's doing it. There's one large bathtub in one of the bathrooms. Oh yeah, baby. It's got the it's got the tub up here. It's got the tippity tippity tub. The tippity tub. I don't know if it's gonna fit Shellboy down there, but it's gonna it's gonna fit me. Oh my goodness! Do you also need to submerge yourself? No. It's fortunate. I don't like water. Okay. Okay, I got my tub. Wish I had my hand axe. It's gonna come not be very handy later. I I don't know I don't know what to tell you. We'll so, have to ask the sheriff who stole okay. Are we going to go find him? After we're well, done here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think maybe doing the task at hand, you know, what we came down here to do. For some reason, the three of us were put together. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm obviously going to design the place. And maybe you two are just like labor or... Oh, I'm not very handy. I look him up and down and I go... I see. 
I'm here for my good looks. I'm the face of the organization. Sorry, what? I'm the face of the organization. I'm so- I hear he's the fish of the organization. Well, too? I think that's obvious, yeah. but I'm the fish of the organization and the faith. Like with eyes and faith. nose and your face. Faith? Okay. What do you believe in? The sea. Uh, I thought he was going to take ba- say bathtubs. I mean, we all going. thought it was going that way. Yeah. Um. So, Edward, what are you, what are you here for? He's the fish of the operation. Seems real useful. I break things. Excellent. So, like demolition, deconstruction. Yes, I use my favorite tools. I pull out the two hand axes I stole from Russ. From, uh, <laughs> from Larry, hey, where'd you get those? Where'd you get those hand axes? Those look very familiar. Look, they have a little symbol that says that, that reminds me that those are mine. <laughs> Does it say property of Larry? It says property of Littlefoot, but yeah. Can I see those? Where'd you get? Did you steal my hand axes? They're on the Larry? ground. Yeah, in my bag. There you go. Thank you. Why I oughta. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. This character right, voice what? that you've chosen, Russ, is <laughs> killing me. So good. So good. Well, let's get started. Uh, maybe we should start by sweeping up the debris, just kind of seeing what we've got to work with here. That sounds like a lot of work. Look, Salazar gave us all this money. We could just hire people to do this. I mean, I don't True. recall saying Salazar gave you any yeah. money. Look in my bag. Look at all this money that I have. Salazar gave it to me. Salazar gave you all this money. All this money. Surprised you stole the hand axes and not the money. Why do you have all this money? Because Salazar gave it to me. Why did Salazar? Oh my God. So that we could establish the outpost. I take a handful of the money. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I say, I'm going to go to... This shops around here and see what kind of things I can find to spruce this place up a bit. Make it more inviting. We're supposed to be building community. Okay. I feel what like I you? need to ask what you two are going to do while I'm gone. Well, we're gonna I go. feel like I shouldn't leave you alone, actually, now that I'm thinking no, about we're this. No, we're going go, to go find some people, right, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go find some people and just get what, them communitizing. What are you going to do to them once you find them? We're going to talk to them about what they would like to see in the community. That's actually a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried. I, I am just going to call you Larry. All right, Larry sure. Bear. Eddie. Bye, and then Roro. I just leave. <gasps> All right, Roro, you make your way into, there's like a bedding and pillows and... Fancy it's a nice bed, bath, things. and beyond. Pretty isn't much, it? yeah. It's bed, bath, yeah. and beyond. Uh, you okay. make your way into that store, and there's just all sorts of beautiful things in there. Her eyes widen, and she, and her hands do this weird, like grabby claw thing, like <laughs> un unconsciously as she looks around and is touching the silks and. Checking out price tags and seeing how how fairly high these things are priced, and so she knows they're good quality. And I want to look for the the owner, the shop owner. 
Yeah, the the owner sees you checking out prices on some of like the most expensive things in the store. And she comes over with like a little catalog book and says like, oh, welcome to my store. Uh, I'm Malkin. You seem to have a very good eye for style, my lady. (gasps) Well, thank you for noticing. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I have been known to... uh to design some fabulous places. Really? What have you worked on? Oh, you wouldn't know them. Uh, maybe the Castle of Istharp? Ooh, can't say I'm familiar with that one. Oh, uh, well, it was my it was my shining star achievement. It was top to bottom remodel. It was just gorgeous. Um, we are working for the I can't remember the name. Guild of the Nine Shadows. Okay, I knew it was 9 and I knew there was a shadow. The Guild of the Nine Shadows. And we are setting up kind of a home office. situation and i really need some items to spruce the place up a bit you know make it more inviting it's um it's that building that's slightly rugged down by the salty mermaid oh the two-story teardown next door yeah yeah unfortunately we can't do the teardown but maybe we could do a little spruce up. Okay, well, you've got lots of options here in the store, and I've got all the different color palettes. So whatever you're feeling, we can make it happen for you. Ooh. And we're going to cut over to uh, Larry and Edward. And uh, where are you guys in the town? So, uh, Edward, what, what, kind of, what kind of things do you think communities need? Um, protection. Cool. Bad things. So we need like sentry towers. That sounds like good. A, a perimeter, a wall. We need boats with guns. I don't like boats because they're okay, in the water. I, oh well, I'll, I'll man the boats. Okay. I was I was a shipwright once before, you know, and I worked on ships. So I could probably swing the boat. Okay. Hey, friend. I start, I start poking him just to see what see what he does. Hey, what? What? Stop it! I'm squishy. I don't have a shell like you do. Squishy. Give me one sec, guys. I'll be right back. Yep. I like our character choices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> back inside okay so what's been up with you Gabe oh just lots of fun at work yeah yeah what is it you do I drive a truck um I deliver car parts to vendors oh cool well uh mechanics and so forth right for the last couple days my truck's been Falling apart, so it's been fun. Oh, Uh-oh. gosh. You need to take those parts that you're delivering and put them in your truck. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Doesn't quite work like that. Yeah. See on the road a lot? Yeah. Uh, eight to nine hours as well. Last couple days, it's been 12 hours a day, so. Oh. Wow. 300, 350 miles. 
That's like 700 kilometers. Sure. <laughs> Somewhere I enjoyed though. Anyway. Nice. That's well, good. Because there's nobody yelling at me. I'm just driving. Yeah. Going along. Listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah. That would be a job that would definitely lend itself to podcast listening. We need we need to make more podcasts now, knowing that you have to be in the car for 12 right. hours a day. We, someone's got to supply game <laughs> with all the podcasts. Did we take her toy away? No, I left, and I don't know what you did. I was. We were setting up sentry towers, and then Tom left. You're setting up sentry towers. Yeah, sentry towers talking. and boats. We're talking about it. And oh, a big wall. so making big plans. Yeah. Do you guys have maybe like a dream board? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. We're walking around, just getting the lay of the land. Mm. I thought we should have a message board. Mm-hmm. That way, people could give us jobs. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So it all be better if our DM came back. <laughs> All this talk yeah. would actually mean something. Tom, listen to the playback. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lay down, Paisley. Lay down. Lay down. Sorry about that, everybody. No, it's all right. We've you already solved be- the mystery. Oh, it's over? It's over. Oh, wow. Yep. We won. Okay, so you guys were, uh, you were being poked, Larry. Yeah. yeah. I'd like like you to stop poking me, please. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. So about those boats and the wall, have you seen any people around? Just you, if you count as people. No, kind of. I guess in the correct sense of the term. Yeah. Can we find any people there? Yeah, there's people everywhere. Oh, like they're walking all over <laughs> gotta, the streets. We gotta so it's get not your, a ghost town, then. We gotta no. get our sight checked. My eyes are a little cloudy, so <laughs> we need so, something to spit your eyes with. Yeah, that'll be Lemon? good. I got this Dill? decanter of endless water. I feel a voice talking over my shoulder. We should probably talk to them. All right. Can I help you, miss? Uh, and the woman kind of just looks at you and says, I don't think so, and just keeps walking. Okay, that's cool. You know anybody who needs help? <coughs> I'm, we're and take- there's, a, there's a man who overhears you asking if anybody needs help, and he's been hauling over backpacks full of material out of a different renovation that's going on across the street. And he says, oh, I would love some help. Are you helping? Uh, well, it depends what you're helping with. Really, we're just trying to get a, like a, a a pole of the community to see what's missing in the community. We're going to set up community. So you want to see what's missing in the community? Yeah. What do you? If you had a perfect community, would you want sentry towers, a wall, or boats? I well, I mean, there is quite a bit of water here, so boats might be good. Boats, cool. One for boats. You got any friends in there for voting? Uh, I can, I, I can go have a, uh, an ask around. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, you said boats, sentry towers, or a what big, was the third one? A big one? wall. A big wall. A big wall. Okay. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go canvas and, uh, I'll be back in a minute. Oh, okay. As soon as he leaves, I'm going to start looking inside the bags he was carrying around. 
What are you doing? Uh, it's just full of like broken down construction material that they've been ripping down out of a place across the street. Are you trying to steal their hand axes? I don't know. I'm just curious what's in the bags. Mm. So is it like wood nails? Yeah, just wood nails, like plaster of sorts, just uh, all sorts of bric-a-brac. <laughs> bric-a-brac. What kind of stuff you got there? Got anything sweet? We can build your boat. Ooh. And then your dad comes. Oh, I start handing stuff to uh, Larry. Here you go, Larry. Here's your stuff for your boat. Oh, sweet. Thank you. The guy comes back out of the uh, the house and says, okay, well, everyone in there seemed pretty stoked about Sentry Towers. Sweet. Cool. So I guess, like, it was four votes for that, one for the wall, and one more for boats. So I so guess that's... Boats. It's not Four super helpful for towers. you. No, that's good. It gets us a good feel. Hey, are you using all of this material? Because we got to make boats and sentry towers. <laughs> uh, no, I was just I was just taking it to the uh, to the dump. So you can help yourself if you Sweet. want it. Sweet. Hey, you got anybody in there who can help help us carry it? Uh, no, we're <laughs> we're busy doing our own thing. But okay, and I'm going to try a persuasion roll here. Uh, but this is for the betterment of the community. And we are sent from the Guild of Nine Shadows, and uh, we need your help. Only you can prevent people from getting in because we don't have sentry towers and boats. Why do I feel like we're like the B team that... (laughs) Oh, very much so. (laughs) There's a reason why the three of you are in an outpost that no one else has been to yet. Uh, So I'm rolling a persuasion. That's a natty 20, baby. Uh, yeah, I guess you, you persuade this gentleman to help you out, uh, and as he walks off the job site, you can hear his foreman firing him. Hey, hey, I'm gonna roll another persuasion for the foreman. Excuse me, Mr. Foreman. Look, he knows what's best for the community, and you should too. We should stop doing what we're doing here and go build some sentry towers and boats. Do what did you vote for? There's no vote here. No, vote for the Sentry Tower. He said all the people, they voted inside. The Sentry Tower, the boats. But you said, who'd you vote for? Those are all things. I said, what did you vote for? Oh, oh, sorry. I went for the wall, personally. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can build a wall after we're done with the things that voted higher than the wall, sir. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a 10. <laughs> uh, the foreman does not look impressed with your your suggestion and he continues firing the the young man who is who's walking off after you what's your name friend who's helping us uh i'm rolf rolf we need we need people like you on our business so you're hired right eddie sure great eddie says it's good he's the rubber stamp in this organization i'm the face he's the rubber stamp don't ask roro what she does she just puts pretty things on a wall Who's Roro? Don't worry, we'll find her sometime. What's your What's your story? And Rolf begins a long-winded diatribe about his time in and around Westgate, and we cut to the next day, where you guys have already got a whole bunch of stuff done on the headquarters. Uh, Roro, you've brought in amazing pieces to help this place look a little more shipshape. And as you're all busy, there's a knock on the front door, and it's actually a door now, because Roro procured you one. It's antique. That's an antique teak door. That's right. (laughs) The old new farmhouse style, you know. 
I, open I go the door. open the door. Oh yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I just talk about the door. Eddie opens the door. <laughs> uh, I, Eddie, you see a short gnome who is uh, who's standing there with a hat on, and he's got a rolled up piece of paper in his hands. It's quite large. And he says, oh, hey, you you guys must be the guild. Uh, I've got a map here of the surrounding area that was commissioned by Salazar. Uh, yeah, it's all done. It's ready to go. If you need help hanging on the wall, you just let me know. If not, uh, old Rand McNally will be on his way back home. <laughs> I look at Larry. So there's a there's a small child here with a drawing. <laughs> and I walk oh. away. I, I'm a gnome. <laughs> I'm actually fully sized for gnomes. Oh, they're just, they're just okay, touching. little child. Okay, yes. What's the what's the picture? I was upstairs having a bath. Uh, it's a map of the surrounding area. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. Did you come down with a towel wrapped around your waist? Sure did. <laughs> well, points for decency. Mm-hmm. Uh, map of the that's probably good. Roro, you want to find a place on the wall for it? Uh, yeah, actually, Rand McNally, you said you you'd help us hang this somewhere. Gladly. Where do you need it hung? I bring him to the back wall and point well above where he can reach. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that too high? Should I? No, that'll be totally great. You just uh, can you grab me like a chair or a little stepladder or something. Uh, absolutely, uh, Eddie. Uh, I walk over and pick him up and hold him up in the air. Ooh, wow! This uh, this certainly works too. All right, let's uh, let's get hanging this. And Rand does a, a expert job of hanging this map on the wall. Like it is level, and he did it all by eye. He doesn't have any tools to help him out or anything, but he has got this thing secured on the wall. It's looking great. Rand, do you need a job? Because we're looking for people. Uh, no, I have a pretty pretty thriving uh, map business. Mm. Well, we need a cartographer. We just well, we just hired him to do that. See, see. Hopefully, no one ever gets like portable computers in their hands and runs me out of business. Because otherwise, I'd be in real trouble. I don't even know the words that you said. What? I said I don't even know the words that you said. I don't even know the words that he just said. I don't exactly know. my point. It's hard to hear what he's saying. Um. Well, thank you so much. This this is great. This is perfect. Do I pay you? Oh, no, it's already been taken okay. care of. Salazar commissioned it all, so hey, have no worries about that. Did you know, Ralph, while this is going on, I'm going to give him piggyback rides around the building. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-layered character here. I don't even know Ren who McNally you are. is enjoying his piggyback rides, but he feels like you're almost going a little bit too safe, uh, like a little bit too fast, and it doesn't exactly feel safe, but it's right on the edge of like, this is super fun, so I'm not going to say anything about it. And uh, Eddie, if you could roll me a dex roll to make sure that these uh, piggyback rides go off without a hitch. Eighteen. Oh, oh yeah, there's no, a you hitch are in, in his giddy up. Yeah, you are in full control of these piggyback rides, and Rand McNally is having a fantastic time. Maybe this could be a community building activity we do. You know, carnival, piggyback rides, petting zoo. Well, did, as soon as we finish the Century Towers and the boats and then maybe the wall, because that one guy who voted for wall, um, we could probably get on a petting zoo. 
All right, but in order to do all those things, don't we need community involvement? Yeah, we got Ralph. The guy we hired yesterday. Oh, the name's Rolf. That's what I said. <laughs> no, you said Ralph. Sorry, it's my it's my accent. It's uh Rolf. That's the one. Yeah. Right? We hired him, you know that. I didn't think you were serious. Yeah, no, he lives here now too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we never did talk about payment. So or living arrangements. There are only three bedrooms upstairs. Look, Rolf. Who is Rolf bunking with? Eddie. That's Eddie, fine. you cool with that? I sit outside. Okay, Rolf. I'm just gonna send a letter to Salazar that has nothing to do with this. And so um, make sure he gets welcome. his make sure he gets his tax form in and uh, gets it to Betty in HR. And she'll take care of the rest. Don't worry about it. You're going to have to work for free for about a week there, Rolf. Uh, okay, we'll back, I mean, pay it. we'll back pay it for you. Don't uh, worry. All right. That sounds good. You guys have had some odd jobs in your first like two weeks or so in Westgate. There was the curious case of Benjamin Button, which wasn't all that curious. It was just his maid stole the jewelry. That was all. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty easy to figure out. Uh, there was the boy who cried wolf, but it turns out there was a lot of wolves and he was right to be warning the, the shepherds about them. But like you guys just found all the wolves and we're like, no, this kid was great. So just all sorts of weird little odd jobs around town. And after the rescue of a neighborhood cat from a tree, you three are toasting a job well done next door. The salty mermaid. We did it. Cheers. What is that? <laughs> it's called a can. Seems like a waste. We could just pour it into this open glass. But now I can drink it out of this metal container. But then what do you do with the metal container? This. I chug the beer and then I crush it against my forehead. That would poke a hole in my skin. <laughs> Well, I'm not suggesting you do it, Larry. You're so soft and squishy, and I start poking him. Stop it. Touching his scales. Stop touching me. You're like, you need a bath. Yeah, I'm getting dry. It's been three hours and 36 minutes. I got only 24 to go. Hours? 24 minutes. Oh, minutes. I remember every four hours, I got to go have a, I got to go submerge myself. And if you don't? I suffocate and die. It seems like a huge liability. I'm not going to lie. Real fun character trait. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't work in all sorts of like baths and (laughs) opportunities for baths in the story. That's for Russ to figure out, isn't it? That is fair. Meanwhile. That is fair. Oh, that reminds me. I should probably go jump in the ravine or lake or Yeah, man. Go jump in a lake. You're going to go jump in the water. Bye. (laughs) All right. So Larry takes off to jump in the water. Uh, you guys continue drinking. Little time goes by. Larry comes back. He joins back up at the table. You guys keep poking Larry every now and then, because apparently that's just the thing to be doing with this weird fish man. And as this is going on, there's a commotion at the front door of the Salty Mermaid, and a patron stumbles through the doors and falls over face first, crashing heavily onto the floor. Hey, you okay? 
Uh, there's no response from the person who fell over. I think you should go pick him up. Go, no, no. Someone falls like this or not responding. You don't pick them up. You don't move them. I go and I kneel down and I start I poke him in the face. <laughs> Say, hey, hey. Hey. You get no response with your face pokes, but the bartender Arthur comes over and he kind of pushes you out of the way and says, like, give, give some room, give some room. And he turns the person over and a look of shock crosses his face and he says, Fira, how can this be? And he picks her up and heads straight out of the door calling for help. He probably could have and just I need asked you us. all to roll a perception check. I perceive... Ten. Eighteen. Twenty-five. Oh, shit. Those fish eyes of his. All right, Larry, you see as Arthur is taking Fira out of the door that a rolled up piece of paper falls from her hand and lands near the last table before the doorway out of the Salty Mermaid. I flip-flop over there and pick it up. <laughs> I would love if you could just dub in some sound effects for that every time you walk anywhere. Yep. That would be amazing. Uh, so the letter says, uh, if I'm unable to return to Westgate, please take this letter to someone there who can help. The village of Viteris has befallen a terrible curse that slowly leeches the life force of those who inhabit it for too long. Send heroes as soon as possible so that they may help Father Jameson's efforts to save those in the village from this terrible wasting. And the note is signed Fira. I think, like, this is something that we should probably do. I didn't read it out loud. I assume you did. <laughs> I guess I did now. Doesn't this seem like something the guild would want us to do? It sounds dangerous. Like It sounds they, fun. Okay. I mean, it sounds fun, too, but, but mostly dangerous. We should probably get the sentry towers up first. No, this is in another town. Yeah, but what if the town that we go to try and help, we don't help very well, and they come rushing back here and try and wreck this one? If we have the sentry tower set up, we could get Rolf up there with a with a, with a crossbow. I'm going to stop you there. No. Uh, Edward. Just no. Just no. <laughs> no. No. Edward, do you have any good suggestions? What do you think? Let's break something. The curse. Yeah, yeah, like the curse. No, how do we I think do that? if we put our heads together, we can figure this thing out. It's why we were sent here because they knew that we were the right people for the job. Mm-hmm. I yeah. grab Larry and I smash my head into his. Oh God! Why? Why, Eddie? I told she said you. Put our heads together. Oh, Larry, roll me a D four. Oh. Two. You take two bludgeoning damage two from Eddie's head. damage. God damn it. Okay, Eddie. Let's not, like, actually put our heads together, okay? Okay. You're squishy. I know. I'm a fish. You're a turtle. You're basically all hard things. I'm all soft. And together? Medium? <laughs> Firm. Okay. 
Let's um. I say we send Rolf. Uh, no, no, not not Rolf. I say we send a letter back to the guild saying that this is happening and that we're going to take care of it. So how long is that going to take? So we're going to wait for the letter, the response to come back, and then we're going to go take care of it? No. I could take like years. I don't know how mail works. Okay. We're going to send the letter off. And as that is happening, we are going to go and Break help. things. Yes. Oh. We're going to go break the curse. Cool. Yes, but right. it's good for them to know where we are. Right. Okay. okay. I get out a stationary kit that I keep. <laughs> you know, with the good paper, fountain pen, and I start to pen a beautifully written piece of prose dictating what we're going to do and how we're going to save the day. This letter is amazing that you've written to the Guild Thank of Nine you. Shadows. You guys head back to the clubhouse to take a look at the map to find out exactly where Viteris is. And this map is great. Like it's got road names, it's got river names, lakes, everything everything you could possibly want on this map. It's got it all. And Viteris appears to be about a full day's ride to the southwest. You're going to take your horses to the old town road <laughs> and you're going to ride till you can't no more. <laughs> Uh, if that's in my head, <laughs> you will pay. However, I couldn't resist. It's better than the um, um, Teletubbies that I've had stuck in my head for the past four days. So. Oh no, that's horrible! I know, and I don't know where I came from. Okay, so sorry. Did you just say we just did that and we just rode till we couldn't no more? Uh, well, that's you're looking at the map okay. right now, so you know where to go and and how to get there. Okay, we go stop every four hours. Oh my god! Otherwise, I suffocate. How? I have a question, like a like a physiological question. Okay. How do you ride a horse? You don't have much in terms of between your legs. I've got legs. Look, one leg, two legs. <laughs> fish, two fish. Red fish, blue fish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry I asked. I'm very good at animal handling, too. I bet you are. Yeah. So, maybe you can get Edward to listen to us. Uh, that man's an animal. You know, one of the bust stuff up. I'm just trying to create some camaraderie between us, but it's not working, so I'm going to stop. So... I say we we ride and we <coughs> stop every four hours so one of us doesn't die and then we <laughs> ride some do. more and let's go there. You know what I? You know what you guys? I think we were sent here because they didn't want us back at home base. Why? 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 I don't know. I think we're great, but I just get the feeling, you know, and and I think this would be a good way to to prove our worth. I like it. Yeah, it's like they don't even appreciate my I'm, my decor. I'm, I mean, we skills. already we already built four boats. That's pretty good. Yes, and one of them floats. <laughs> well, we haven't taken the other three out of dry dock yet, so we're not entirely sure. Well, are are you with me? 
Yeah, well, it's, we already, I already sold. But your Eddie? decorations don't have skulls. You know you what? I work with what I'm given. You didn't get any skulls. We can get some at the new. We can get some at the new town. Yeah, break okay. the curse, get the skulls. Yeah. Okay, but the skulls of the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Duh. Okay. Just don't duh me. Duh. You don't. I didn't duh. I doy. Don't doy me. I don't As know if this is character are... or if this is marriage right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's yeah. both. As you guys are discuss, uh, discussing where to get skulls, uh, there is a slight noise. What was that? From the upstairs. Oh, it's probably is just the top creaking floorboard. Rolf! Rolf does not respond. Well, he, he went out for uh, some groceries. Hmm. Did you give him any money? Because we haven't paid him. Well, I gave him some Salazar money so okay. they could come get him. Ah, uh, those good Salazar bucks are good for yep. <laughs> I start poking Larry towards the stairs. Yeah, you guys go check that out. All right, let's do it. I'm going to pack up some supplies. Remember, I got to walk backwards because of these big flippers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would like it maybe if you, like, you didn't have shoes, but you had something on the front that you could like pull on strings to lift your flippers up to watch you go upstairs. It's like you're your own marionette. <laughs> well, that would be amazing. They're still big. They would still rock backwards. That would probably be way worse. <laughs> Uh, Larry and Eddie, you guys are walking up the stairs. Larry, you're being pushed up the stairs backwards. Hey, ease uh, up. Ease up, Eddie. And Eddie, as you come to the top of the stairs, you see a dark shape in one of the doorways. And you know it's not Rolf because he got sent out for groceries. Roll for initiative. I'm downstairs packing, like, bags to go, and I'm just... Gonna take my horse. Still roll for initiative road. so that you can just be in there. Uh, yeah, you can roll as well, but we will see if you join in. I have not. advantage on initiative, so I'm gonna re-roll my four and make it a fourteen. Okay. Uh, I have an eighteen. Twenty. God damn it, you guys. Sorry, that's a lie. <laughs> Seventeen. All right, 17 for Larry, 20 for Eddie, 14 for uh, Roro. And our mystery figure uh, did not get any better than any of those. So, Eddie, you're up first. Now, keep in mind, you do have a fish man uh, right in front of you facing you. God, you're so pushy, Eddie. God, just give me a second here. I'm on the last step. I'm going to... Hmm. We were just at the bar. Yeah. We uh, yes, you've had a few. <laughs> so we probably don't have our gear with us. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I you always have a few things with you guys. Like you would have your walking axe with you. Okay. Um, I'm just going to charge. Mm. Just grab, over. I'm just going <laughs> to grab Larry and throw him at the uh, throw him at the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the way, Larry. Can you roll me a Move fish? Ooh, like, what's get out the way. Roll? Get out the way, fish. Strength? What are we talking? Strength for throwing a giant fish man? Seems fair. Okay, yeah, roll strength. Oh, and maybe dexterity. I mean, this fish is slippery. He wet. Or is 19. he? 19. 
19 or 18. So, uh, what is my 23? You successfully launch Larry the Fishman ah! into this dark shadow, and they both go tumbling to the floor. Uh, Rolf? Larry, it's your turn. Is that you? No response. I slap him. He just didn't respond to your question. He's very much awake. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, I, I have no weapons on me. I'm unarmed. I'm unarmed striking. So fish slap. Fish slap. Uh, that's going to be a six. That's a 17. Uh, your fish slap uh, hits him. Please roll damage. Uh, it's unarmed strike. It's four automatic damage. All right, he takes a four automatic damage. A yell from downstairs. Guys, stop wrestling up there. What are you what are you doing in our house? And he looks at you with like daggers in his eyes. Oh, he's got daggers in his eyes. They're probably bleeding really bad. I can't see in the dark though. Can't tell if Tom froze or if he's just unimpressed. With nope. nope. Just, just unimpressed. unimpressed. <laughs> just, it's just not funny. I don't know. Uh, Roro, you hear some commotion happening upstairs, but you just continue to pack? No, I come to check on it. I'm like, if I have to tell you guys one more time to keep it down, the... and I look at... You, <laughs> you see this scene in front of you that uh, this fish man is on top of a figure in dark clothing who is... And he's currently slapping him in the face. <laughs> What? Who do you work for? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have night vision or not. Yes. I do? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Fun Austin Powers reference, by the way, Russ. Thank you. <laughs> um, so if I have night vision, can I see who this cloaked figure is? Do I... Uh, you can see it as a man. You've never seen this man before in your life. Okay. Uh, I want to walk up to him and press my war hammer. No, wait. I probably don't have my war hammer on me. Um, okay. Well, since I don't have my war hammer on me, I'm going to uh, channel. Sorry. I don't know what this is called again. I'm going to. Wait for it. Something. I'm going to cast spiritual weapon. And so I'm going to create a floating spectral hammer. That's going to last until I cast a spell again. And before using it, I have it hovering above his face. So, like, you're on top of him. I've got my hammer, his face... This is all working out in my mind. And I and I say, who are you and what do you want? Answer me or I'll smash your face in. I already asked him that. Yeah, you're slapping him with your silly flippers. It He's about to get a face smash. Uh, the man brushes the fish hand uh, out of his face. <laughs> it's like in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> and says, I'll never tell you. Kill me if you must. We have to ask him three times. <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> okay, fine. Have it your way. And I release the hammer. I release the hammer down upon his face. 
And I'll say roll with advantage because he's uh, being, being held there's down. A fish man on top of nice. him. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'm going to. Actions. Although huh? that's not going to help you. What? Is that all your? Never mind. You're good. Well, it's a good thing I'm rolling with advantage. Because that was a one. <laughs> That's a six. Um, Go to actions. Why? Because all your details are there. They're right here. My spell attack bonus is two. Okay. <laughs> That's an eight. Uh, even though he's being held down, eight does not do the job. And I just say, D- don't make me use this for real. Good, good one. Good one. Yeah, she'll do uh, it. This... This man on the ground uh, grapples with the fish man on top of him. Roll me a strength check, Russ. Gonna take my horse to the old town. Stop singing. I can't ride till I can't. No, this is Tom's fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, but uh, we can't, you can't have it be the soundtrack because copyright. Because copyright, Tom. Because <laughs> copyright. Is this, is this behind a patron wall? Paywall. Fifteen. Don't argue. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Easily, you fight off the grapple from this uh, from this dark cloaked man. Yeah, yeah. You stay down there. Now, who do you work for? What are you doing here? It is Eddie's turn. I will walk over to the uh, Larry. And the cloaked figure push Larry off the cloaked figure and go, you better answer their questions. I will sit down on top of the cloaked figure and go into my shell defense form, which I pull everything inside the shell and I'm just sitting on top of them. What's 400 pounds of turtle? So yeah, he's got 400 pounds of turtle on him right now. That's a squish. Way to apply the pressure. Eddie. This 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 cloaked figure is having trouble breathing for about two seconds before you hear like a really sickening crunch as you kind of just like crush his rib cage. Hey, Eddie, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm sure that I'll didn't stick feel my good. Head out. Is he still alive? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Answer the question or he'll crush you to death. He's got like a death rattle that's escaping from his lungs right now. Like he is done for. I don't think we're going to get any answers from him. Well, it was a nice effort there, Eddie. Yeah. Crush him just a little more. Make sure he's dead. Oh. And then maybe we can ransack his body and he's got maybe some ID on him or like a. So Eddie will come out of his shell, stand up, turn around and just fall back on it. Fall back on him. <laughs> Trust fall. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, like, splatter and everything everywhere. Uh, This man is not getting up. Hey, guys, I got a skull. And he was a bad man. Yeah, you do. You you did it. You did it, Eddie. Uh, Can you... You know how to clean those so we don't get more... No, we're going to hire a cleaner. Oh. I think Rolf is good at cleaning. Maybe we'll get Rolf to clean it. Oh. It's only a second day. I'm just going to make a little number count for the amount of skulls that Eddie collects during this journey. We're currently at one. Nice. One and counting. (laughs) I will stand up and decapitate him. Mm. Easy peasy. You've done this before. Oh. All right. 
I look through his clothes like gingerly. I'm I don't want to touch the blood you. Yeah, he's got uh, like knives and there's like a light crossbow that you find. I take his knives. Uh, but also there is a note. Does any what languages does everyone speak? Common and Aquan. Common, deep speech and orc. Okay. Common and Aquan. Oh, you can speak the same language. That's fine. That's all we've been talking in. <laughs> I've just been pretending to know what they're talking about. Just guessing. Uh, deep speech is somewhat close to abyssal. For argument's sake, we're just going to say that it sure. is because that's the game that we're playing. Yeah, cool. you make the rules. And you can't read everything that this note says, uh, but you can make out a couple of words. You get the word woman. You get the word help. You get the words old one and arrival. Hmm. I think this wasn't a bad guy. Woman, help, old one, arrival. Well, no. I mean, if you think about it, that woman came for help and maybe he needed to stop her before she told us about the arrival of the old one. Oh. Or something. I fold it up and I put it in my pocket. Okay. Well, should we go to the place where the things are happening? I'm going to have a little bath here because not only am I sticky with all this gunk, but I, it's coming up on four hours. Time moves very fast in this it world. It really does. Okay. Uh, you tied yourself up. Thank you. Um, Eddie, you finish flaying the skull and doing what you... If you could, if you could do it outside, um, maybe Rolf... His work will be less. And I, I'm just going to leave Rolf a note uh, and an apology and um, to clean this up. And then we should be on our way. Is it also written on the very nice stationery Absolutely. that you keep on hand? Yeah. He'll really enjoy getting that note. Good. Good. I'm going to grab the body. enjoy what it says. Grab by the ankle and just drag it down the stairs. Go out to the one of the wharves, see if I can find, find some netting. Wrap the body and the skull in the netting and then Drape it into the water. Yeah, you managed to do all of this. I'll make sure I can find it later on. Perfect. I I, I, I stand behind him, completely flabbergasted that instead of a contained mess at the top of the stairs, I have now a bloody gore line leading down the stairs and out the front door. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If anybody's walked me as I walk out the door, I'm saying, don't worry. It was a bad man. There was a few people that were kind of given a stare. But as I said, Wharf Street's not exactly a great place. So, like, no one's really raising any red flags or anything. Okay. I I pack up the horses. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have to, like, mom these two a little bit. Like, okay, you guys each have enough snacks for three days. Yeah, I got don't my. Don't eat them all. I got my. Don't de- eat them all. I got my decanter of endless water. Okay, good. Don't eat all your snacks on the ride there. I'm assuming You'll we have a cart sad. of some sort. Because I don't think a horse will um, go inward. We could take one of my boats. No. Yeah, for for the sake that I forgot he was a giant turtle, uh, we have a cart to take Edward. <laughs> Sweet. All right, so the, the beautiful thing about forgetting details that people tell you when you plan adventures. It's all good. So on a side note, to change it. I took Primal Path, Totem Warrior, Elk, 
And whether uh, at sixth level or seventh level, I get the feature, whether mounted or on foot, your travel pace is doubled. As is the travel pace of up to 10 companions within 60 feet of you. As long as I'm not infested. You're on a horse. I'm on, I'm on the top, he was flipping, having a bath. flipping the oh, side. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, originally, you, you figured it was about a day's ride, but with this new information at hand, it's going to take just over half a day. And nothing major happens on the road. Like, you stop every four hours, so what's-his-nuts can have his bath. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something that is green. Is it the trees? No, the trees look gray. Me. Are you green? I don't know. Am I green? Are it, you colorblind? Is he green? Yeah, very cloudy eyes. Great perception, very cloudy eyes. Okay. This is not a good game for you. <laughs> it might be a great game for him. It's not going to be good <laughs> no. for anyone else, though. No, that's true. All right. So the three of you approach the terrace uh, on the Old Town Road. And the first thing you see is it, it's kind of uh, below you, like you're up in in the kind of high point of a valley and Viteris is in the low point of this mountain valley. And you see <coughs> there's like a low layer of clouds that there's some thatched roofs that are poking through and you see a large church steeple kind of in the middle of town and it is raised way above the the low level of clouds. There's steep mountains on either side of the village, and it seemingly provides the village with shelter from the winds that are whipping around you right now. Can I tell what kind of church it is? Uh, no, you can't from from your vantage point. All right. Here we are. I just finished my bath. What does it look like? Majestic. Mmm. Cloudy. Cool. Any curses? Not that I can see. Oh, but maybe if we have time after, I'm going to check out the shops, see what I can get, you know, out of town, if they've got anything different, you know, for that spare room. Right. And did you find any skulls on the way? I don't know. Did I? Uh, No skulls on the way. Mm, Too bad. No. Too bad. But I found this rock. Kind of looks like a skull. Yeah. Maybe I can back. Maybe I swap somebody's skull with it. Oh, good thinking. (laughs) Good thinking. They'll never know. Okay. Uh, let's make it down there and find Sir or no Father something other. West Pike. What? <laughs> yep, that was the one. Yeah? Nailed it. Uh, so you guys make your way downhill towards the village, and as you're getting down there, you kind of enter into like this low cloud area but somebody roll me perception check all, all of you can if you want five twenty six jesus russ russ wins those cloudy ass <laughs> eyes surprised you can see anything all right uh even though you're a fish man you have a very keen sense of smell Ooh. And you discover that this is not, in fact, clouds, but it's smoke. You get a smell of something kind of fragrant and medicinal, like some sort of incense is what you're smelling. Um, so I'm smelling something. Do you, Do you smell need a it? bath again? My bad. 
I don't, I, I smell that too. I don't think that was, that was you, Eddie. Um, no, I don't need a bath. I just got out of the bath. Um, it smells like medicine, incense, smoke. Things. I'm kind of stuffed up. I can't. Is that good or bad? I, I don't know. Does it smell good? I follow my nose. Wherever it goes. Uh, your nose leads you through the town, like right into the middle of the town, basically to the church. You can see that all the, the, the small cottages and houses in the town, everybody's got their fireplace going and the smoke is coming out of everybody's houses. But the biggest one is the church in the center of town. They have a huge chimney that is just belching out this smoke. There it is. It's smoke. Maybe this is the problem. Just uh, just smoking. Smoking. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't help myself. <clears throat> well, I, I think this is a sign of something. I think we should go into the church, see what's up with the smoke, see if we can help. Okay. Okay. All right. We ride to the church. Okay, so you guys approach the church, and the church in Viteris is, is fairly large. It's not huge, or it's not a monstrosity or anything like that, but it's the biggest building in town, and it's got a uh, rather tall steeple uh, attached to the hall as well. And as you walk into the church, the doors are open, so you can you can just walk right in. Uh, there's been cots that have been assembled in the hall. There's a huge uh, hearth in the in the back of the hall where this fire is just going real strong and you see a man in white robes that have cream colored accents in the forms of religious symbols on them and he's wearing a silver helmet and he carries a spiked mace with him goodness do i recognize any of the symbols uh no but you know that they are religious well fair enough hello friend my name is and we are here to save your curse. Sorry, I didn't quite catch the name, but welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Father Jameson. Nice to meet you, Jameson. Now, what, what, sorry, what was your name, good, my good fish, sir? We call him Larry. Hi. Larry seems my much name. easier. Yeah. Uh, my name is Rohumar, but people call me Roro. Welcome, Roro. And our, our turtle friend over here? I'm Edward. You got any spare skulls? Uh, no, we we don't keep skulls on hand. Don't mind our friend; he's a collector of sorts. Okay. Um, that sounds off-putting. Don't don't worry. We're actually here to help. Yeah, your your fishman heard- said you you know of the curse. You're here to help. Well, we found a note. You found a note. What did the note say? There's a curse. Okay. Yep that that all checks out so far. And help. And that if people are staying in this town for too long, they are cloudy eyed, ill, and Phil, dying. Phil oh and- yes, the the draining, if you will, mm-hmm. of the life energies. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. That's not good for the longevity of a town. Um, we're community organizers, um, and we're here to pump. You up. Anyone else feel like maybe we're we're Parks and Rec? (laughs) 
little bit. If Russ orders uh, all of the eggs they have for breakfast, then I will know for sure. Okay. Uh, Father Jameson says, oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're here to help. Uh, he walks over to the, the pile of like twigs and branches and plant leaves and everything he's got near the fire. And he picks up an armful and he dumps it onto the fire. What is this? Ah, the incense. You must have noticed it as you came in. It's got quite the aroma to it, doesn't it? I'm a little stuffy actually right now, but my fish friend over here. Oh, well, you're you're not supposed to eat it, my turtle friend. Um, what is it for? Why is there so much of it? Uh, It's a mixture of juniper and clove and willow branches and and other things as well. It it helps keep this horrible, draining energy that we've encountered at bay. When when sounds like it'd make a good gin. A few weeks ago, when this this energy started hitting our our, our peaceful town, uh, people were 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 dying and and growing old before their time, and we needed something to to combat it. And you know, I I've I've been able to commune with my god Marad, and and this is the the best solution I could come up with at the time. It's it's a poultice of sorts, an airborne one, to to keep this energy at bay. And how do you find it's been working? Uh, it has it has lessened the effects uh, quite a bit, uh, tenfold, if you will. Um, but that being said, since we've we've had less of our our energy being siphoned off, uh, we've been under attack from demons now and then. Oh my! Do they have skulls? The demons do have skulls. Yes. Mm. Sounds like a job for the skull trio. Is that, is that is that what you call yourself? I'm just it's trying that. it out. How did how did it feel to you, Father? Uh, it, it sounds menacing, to be honest with you. Cool. That's what we're going for. No, menacing. we're community builders. Well, but on the side, we're menacing. It could be our secret identity. Like okay. It. We're community builders by day, skull collectors by oh night. Oh my God! I get it now. I'm both your caretakers. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's all going right, together. Now the, the puzzle pieces are clicking into place. Mm, we got this. Here it is. I got this. Uh, okay. Father Jameson <laughs> says, uh, I, I'm so glad you're here to help. I, I'm pretty much convinced that Viteris rests on some sort of hell mouth because what has been going on around here is is just crazy. I don't have enough hands to, to keep everyone safe. I'm, I've got divine abilities granted to me by Murad that I can combat these demons and keep them at bay. But sometimes I'm, I'm busy with one task. They show up and they, they've been kidnapping villagers to, to feed their nefarious purposes. And I'm so glad you're here to help. I've got two hands. Whatever we can do to help. Is there a place where all this demonic activity is happening the most? Like maybe we can start there. Do you think if we were able to kind of take care of those, you could concentrate your divine energy into closing this hellmouth? I would I would be all for attempting that. Um, the thing that I have been worried about is is protecting the villagers, of course. Um, I've established 
a, a warding rune on everyone's doors so that if they don't uh, open their doors to the demons, there's no way for them to get in. Uh, the only way that we can supply them with food, though, is for them to come to the church, pick things up and go back to their house. So having an armed escort while we run people back and forth would be a boon for us. We can absolutely do that. Right, guys? I've got two arms, too. He has the right amount of appendages. Our our fish friend takes things very literally here, doesn't he? Well, if you can't take it literally, how can you take it? Figuratively. Mm. We would be happy to help. Just let us know when, where... And we'll be there. Well, I mean, the the sooner the better. If you could take Zolnos over here, and he points towards uh, a scared-looking young man. Ah, where did you come from? Uh, he's been here the whole time, our fish friend. Well, I didn't see him on my initial perception check. It was very high. <laughs> <laughs> if you could take Zolnos here and go get the DeGray family, it's their turn for supplies. All right. Absolutely. Zolnos lead will the way, lead you Zolnos. the way. Heave ho, good sir. Uh, Gabriel, can you roll me a D eight, please? Uh, Four. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys head out the door with Zolnos, and you he leads you right over to the DeGray family home. It's just like a couple houses down. No problem. He does like a secret knock on the door. Like three raps, followed by two raps, followed by a pause, and then three more raps in rapid succession. This is a story all about a house. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, three raps, two raps. It's quite a lengthy process. I can see why they would need an escort. Right? Uh, and the the DeGray father, Bagrak, opens the door and he says, Oh, Zolnos, who, who, are, who are our new friends? We're here to help protect you all. During this really hard time that you're, and and we are from Westmount, Westgate, Westgate Pike, Westgate. Gate. I was so close. The one with the one with the sweet boats and the sentry towers. There are no sentry towers yet, but there will be. Uh, anyway, we're your friendly neighbors, just a day's ride that away, and we're we're here to help. Thank you, thank you so much for for helping us. Uh, it will be uh, me going with you. I will take the wheelbarrow uh, to bring the supplies back. Everyone else uh, does not feel safe leaving the house, so it will it will fall to uh, to 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 us this time. All right. Well, luckily we are able to be really speedy because of our our turtle friend Edward here. Inspires us. Yes, we go fast. May not. He may not look at he, but he's super inspirational. Super inspirational. Mm. Uh, so Shit you guys make it back to man. the church. Um, the the bag rack, the dad there, he loads up with supplies. He loads up with more food, more water, more wood, more incense to burn. And you guys start to make your way back out of the church doors. And as you do, there's like a streak of blue lightning that hits the sky. You can't make it out super well, thanks to the the smoke, but you, you definitely see something going on. And in front of you, about 20 feet in front of you, uh, there's two demons that are standing there. One of them is a kind of tall bipedal lizard. He looks kind of like a frog, but he's up on his, on his back legs and he's got spikes all over his body. And the other one is like a really large ape. 
How'd you like to add those skulls to your collection, Eddie? Fun, fun, fun. They look different than the ones you've got. Yes. And we will roll for initiative. Oh, I rolled two 18s, so (laughs) what up advantage? 19. 15. Roro, Roro, you had 18? I did. All right. Eddie, you had 15. And Larry, you had 19. Okay. And then the other one. All right. First up is Larry. All right, what's uh, what's my uh, twenty on one of these these baddies here? Uh, they're both about twenty feet away from you. They're about okay. five feet apart from one another. Okay. So you've got uh, you've got eyes on the prize. Okay. I uh, turn to my compatriots and I say, "All right, you hit him in the front. I'll sneak in behind." And I'm going to uh, try to sneak in behind. All right, uh, roll me a, I guess that would be like a, you tell me what you want to roll. Uh, a stealth, probably. Sure. Or, okay. Yeah, stealth. How are you doing? Well, let me. Doing all right there, Amy? My spell slots <laughs> like smashing on my computer. Uh, stealth, that's going to be an 18. All right, the 18, you are able to kind of disappear beside your friends <laughs> sorry I just closed down Amy's all of everything Amy's stuff. <laughs> well, you, can I thought it was you monster Russ <laughs> god damn it so you're able to kind of sidestep beside like a house that's not quite in the way but you're able to kind of go beside the small cottage and go around okay. the back okay so I want to try and set myself up in a position for if one of the demons gets too close to the people that were anybody, I'm going to throw an axe at them, hopefully getting sneak attack because they don't see me. Okay, so you're going to like ready that action? Yeah. Uh, Up next is Roro. can't actually use this sheet for anything. <laughs> because it won't let me change anything on it. Well, you should have done your own sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep track of things old schoolio. Okay, it's my turn. Is it? I'm I'm going to just go for it. Yes. I'm going to take my mace of warning and without warning run to smash them one of them with it. All right, which one do you want to do you want to tackle? The giant frog with the spiky back or the giant ape? The giant ape. All right, bring it. Would you say their proximity is too close to my to the people? Currently their proximity? And anybody, any people. It's just people in general. Well, after she runs in there, they'll be too close. Yeah, so I'm going to throw an axe now. Okay. <laughs> it's 22. Yeah, that'll hit. And 
That's base damage is eight plus sneak attack. Uh, another six. Okay, so fourteen damage. Okie dokie, and uh, Roro, your turn. Slashing, if that matters. Does an eight hit? Uh, an eight does not hit. Okay, fine. For a bonus action, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. And I don't get to use it this turn, but I get to use it as a bonus action next turn. Okay. So casting it was... <laughs> uh, next up, we've got the giant ape demon that you attacked there, uh, Roro. It's going to take... Three attacks at you, one with its bite and two with its fists. Bring it. Oh, it will be bringing it. Good. All right. Uh, first one is the bite. That is... Uh, ugh, that's only an 11. That's not going to no. do it. Uh, next one, one with its fists is a 16. That's not going to do Second it. Second one with its fists is a 25. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I had to get you sooner or later. You did. All right. Uh, 2d6. Oh, wait. I rolled the wrong dice. Hang on here. One sec. D10. Just snorted my foot and like vibrated my entire foot. (laughs) Uh, That is 10 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, okay. And Eddie, you're up. I will charge in, uh, attack the ape. I will pull my shield, hold it in front of me, and say, protect, activating my animated shield. At which point I will grab my great axe with both hands, rage, and attack. Damn, all right, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Also, the idea of a raging turtle just makes Pretty me great. happy. It just makes me happy. Well, that's a 13 for the first attack. Uh, 13 will not hit. And a 10 for the next second one. Uh, that will also not hit. Do so you take that a couple my turn. Like, raging swings with your axe, but uh, no go on the big old ape boy. But probably really intimidating. Probably. All right. Um... Time for this large frog type thing. Uh, It's also got three attacks, one with its bite and two with its claws. So it's going to take a swing at uh, our new friend, uh, the turtle who joined the battle. Oh boy, those first two are real bad. Uh, First one's an 11. Nope. Second one is a 13. Nope. All right. Third one is a 25. That hits. All right. Is the third one always a 25? Just I mean, so far it has been. Just curious. Uh, that is eight slashing damage. Reduced to four. All right. And it is uh, the fish man's turn. Uh, can, am I close enough to get my thing back and rush into battle? Uh, the axe you threw? Yeah. Uh, I suppose you could get it back. Sweet. I'm going to go get it. And then I'm going to attack. With both my axes, because that's something I can do. Aren't you so happy you have both of them? 
Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> They're your only weapon? Yeah. Storas's <laughs> <laughs> only weapon. You should have kept them. Be a whole bunch of fish slapping going oh, on. Lots of slapping happening. Uh, okay, so I'm going to attack. And one of those gets a sneak attack if they connect. That's going to be 21 and a 23. Both of those will hit. I hoped so. Uh, okay, first attack with sneak attack. This is going to be on, uh, which one was closest to me? Uh, the ape is the one you threw your axe at the first time, so I'm assuming that's the, the one you went for. Yeah, we'll go for the ape. So first attack with sneak attack. That's three plus two is five plus one is six plus five is 11. Second attack is going to be a distracting strike. So the first initial damage is seven damage. And then when I hit with a weapon attack, I can expend a superiority die and add the total to the damage roll. The next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than me has advantage if the attack is made before the start of my next turn. Uh, So that's going to be another one damage, but uh, whoever attacks it next gets advantage on it. Okay. Everyone who attacks it before your turn, the very next attack, just the very next attack, um, and then I'm going to use a uh, bonus action to cunning action and disengage and back up a little ways, as much as I can. Okay, uh, I'll give How you like an extra you? 15 feet away from this thing. Cool. That's cool. All right, uh, Roro, your turn. Um, yes, a little embarrassed about my first. One, so... Uh, uh, Roro, I do have one thing for you to do before you make your turn, though. Yeah? Uh, you are within 10 feet of the other demon, the toad demon. Probably. I think I'm in the mix of it. Yeah, so you need to roll me a constitution saving throw. I don't wanna. I guess you don't have to, then. Pass. <laughs> 14. Uh, 14, you're okay. Oh, Okay. Nito, I take my warhammer and I turn and am I currently engaged with the ape? Yes. Okay, well then I'm going to swing at the ape. Uh, But with advantage, yes. See, okay, this is why I don't DM because everyone would just be like, well, we've played for four minutes and we fucking won because Amy rolled ones the entire time. Oh, this one's better. 19. 19 will hit. Three damage. Three that wasn't there before. That's right. Now you That's right. also uh, have I'm your... not done. Wait, there's more. With my spiritual weapon, I'm going to whack it. Because I've created... What is it? Oh, it's going to take force damage. So I guess it doesn't matter what shape it is. It's going to be a giant frying pan. Did you do that on this turn or last turn? Last turn, she I cast summoned it, it last time. Right. Yeah. yeah. This turn, I'm using it as a bonus. All right. Roll me that so, frying pan. Frying. Roll for frying pan. Oh, that's not that great. That's only a twelve. Uh, twelve's not going to do it, unfortunately. All right. I just threaten with the frying pan. It's very impressive, the frying pan. <laughs> Thanks. All right. It is the uh, Barl Gura's turn. That's the name for the giant ape. 
Uh, and it is going to do a thing uh, where it makes itself reckless. So at the start of its turn, I can gain advantage on all melee weapon attacks rolls it makes during that turn, but then attack rolls against it have advantage till the start of its next turn. So it's going to just wig out a little bit here. Uh, and it's going to take some swings at Roro. Uh, first one is going to be a 21. Yeah, okay. I'll just roll all the ones and then I'll figure out damage after. Uh, second one's a 23. Yeah, okay. And third one is a 24. No, miss. Oh, wow. Weird. All right. Right? Okay, here we go. I've got my pen and paper. Perfect. Ready to do some the math. The bite attack is going to do you seven damage. Then mm. the fist attacks is going to... Both of them, uh, you will get 15 damage after the two of them. Oh. Oh, dear. Okay. And it is Eddie's turn. So he's going to attack the gorilla again. Okay. He has advantage because of the reckless. Yep. Fifteen on the first attack. Fifteen will hit. All right, and the second attack is a natural twenty. Damn! Ooh, there we go, baby. So. The first one. Nine damage. Okay. And then 18 damage for the second one. All right. Nice. All right. And it is the giant frog thing's turn now. It's going to make a couple of attacks towards... That big old turtle that's laying into his friend. Alright, the bite attack is an 11. Nope. That's going to do it. Uh, But then the claws are 22 and 26, respectively. They both hit. Okay. 2d6. First claw attack is 9... Second claw attack is 13 damage, so 22 damage in total. Okay. Uh, And as this giant spiky frog thing takes peace out of you, you see like a blinding light coming from the church. And out walks Father Jameson. He is basically yelling in some sort of language. You don't know what it is. It sounds very official though. And as his, his voice is like getting wound up and he claps his hands together and the demons that you were fighting disappear. We totally had them. That would have been a cool magic trick before my friends got hit real bad. Father Jameson says, come back into the church. I'll, I'll, do my best to heal everyone up. And when he clapped his hands together and there was like a flash of light that took care of these demons, you also heard like a high pitched scream in the distance. Did you guys hear that scream? Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? 
It was I me crying because oh. I lost my skulls. I'm sorry, Eddie. Oh. We'll get you some skulls. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. These yeah. won't be the last demons. It's okay. Uh, well, let's finish with this delivery first. Well, we gotta go get healed. Fair enough. I guess we were on our way to the church anyway, weren't we? Yeah, you guys complete the delivery, no problem. You're you're back in the church. Father Jameson is like helping you guys heal. He doesn't quite get you. He's expended a little bit of energy there, getting rid of those demons. So he gets you some of your hit points back. I'll say like. If you were missing 20, you get 15 back. So 75% of whatever you were missing, you get back. Making your real math on this one. I know. I'm like, okay, so. I didn't get hit, so, you know, it's fine. (sighs) (laughs) So if I got hit for 32, I would get only 75% back. So like um, 22. 24. 8, 16, yes. 24, 32. 24, yeah. Yep. yep. Math. Math. You know what? I've been awake for a long time. That's what D&D is built on, yo. <laughs> I prefer to lean into the social aspect of the game. Mm. <laughs> good call. Good call. Uh, thanks for your help back there, Father. What was that? What was that scream? Kind of sounded like this. <laughs> you heard? I heard that as well. It sounded like it was coming from... The mountain up on up on our our west side here. Oh, well, not the west side. Is it the best side? The rumor has it it is the, the best side. Rumor has it. It's where the jets live. Oh man, not the jets! Mm-hmm. It's better than the sharks. Whoa, and fight hey, words. Hey, fish, fish over here. Well, okay, I'm just connecting some dots here, but. If you dispelled those demons and something up on the mountain screamed, kind of in pain, maybe whatever's making these demons is up there and we should go to the source. That's a fantastic idea. Will you three be able to handle this on your own? I'm going to need a bath. Sounds like it's going to be a long trip. You got a bath? I could just go take care of it right now while you're healing these these uh, my friends up here. Uh, yes, yes. Show him to the bath. Thank you. I love this bath mechanic, Ross. <laughs> right. <laughs> just every spare moment. Got some bubbles, maybe some bath salts. Right. Oh no, I'm a fish. I can't have bubbles and bath salts in there. I breathe in the water. Uh, so you guys catch your breath it's in dangerous. the church. <laughs> And Father Jameson says there's a, there's a path that will lead you up that mountain just through the through the village. Uh, it's a bit of a treacherous climb, but you all seem very fit and able, so I'm sure you won't have too many problems. Uh-huh, a 400 pound turtle and a fish, no problem getting up this mountain. It's, it's perfect. Uh, you guys uh, make your way uh, over to this this mountain path. I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you start climbing up the the train's not too bad. There's there's a bit of a worn footpath that you can kind of follow every now and then you have to climb up and over things. But you get pretty decently uh, up this path and you, you come to there's like a cave with a bit of an overlook that you can look right down on the village on. But the, the cave itself, the entrance is very dark. You can't see in from from the outside. Hello. 
Mike, why would you do that? It was like a ghostly sound, so they don't know it's us. And you hear like a shriek inside the cave. We found him. I take my rock that I have, looks like a skull and I chuck it in the cave. And you hear it bounce like four or five times and then it kind of skitters to a stop. I don't think I hit it. I Nice try, though. Nice try. Good effort. Yeah. Um. I mean, I light a torch. Yeah, let's do that. Ooh. Now, do you get drier faster and you're going to have to take a bath someone's in two gonna, hours? Someone's going to have to hold this for me. I, I didn't realize <laughs> I take his what torch. was happening. Uh, the torch sheds um. a little bit of light into the cave, but it's still very dark. What do you see? Well, I well I can see. I can see no problem. What can I see? You can see a figure in the back of the cave that has wings. And this figure looks fairly like gaunt and pale. And it looks a little bit on the demonic side of things. And Guys, there's an evil bird at the back. It's also got a let me just get the the wording right here. It has got a spiked gauntlet on its right hand. Shit. Okay, it's a it's a spiky bird. It's a spiky white bird. It's a it's a it's a bad white it's a it's a bad white bird. Okay. Didn't you major in bird handling? You said you majored in animal handling. I said animal birds aren't animals. Oh, that's that's just incorrect does it um, have an interesting skull it does have an interesting looking skull there's some horns and everything involved i'll try not to hit it in the face when i can i pull my crossbow and shoot at it sure yeah i want to do that i'm gonna i'm gonna crossbow this bitch oh fuck i rolled a two so it doesn't even matter whatever bonus <laughs> Solid roll. It's a solid Amy roll right there. <laughs> Seeing Roro attack, Edward's going to grab the torch she has in her hand, charge in there, and just recklessly attack this creature. Ooh. Okay. I like this. You go, Eddie. Screaming, I want your skull the whole way in. The whole way in. <laughs> That's super intimidating. Skull. I want your skull. Skull. 16 on the first attack. That will not do it. And a 25 on the second attack. Yep, that'll do it. For 10? No. I have a question. Is a demonic creature an undead creature? Not necessarily. A bitch could hope. Undead zombies and vampires and ghosts and stuff. Fine. Uh, you said seven damage. Yes. All right. Perfect. As you're you're bringing your your weapon down towards this thing, it brings its gauntleted hand up in front and takes the majority of the blow on its gauntlet. And I guess roll for initiative for everyone. Is a demon a fiend? Yes. Fiends and demons are different. Well, it's a different tag, so oh. for DM's purposes, just watch. Ah. Uh, 
Oh, wait, I have advantage. Like, the previous uh, things that you fought, the demons, were fiends. Right. Okay. Okay, I, I rolled a four. And then I rolled with advantage, and then rolled a one. So I'm going to go with four. Going to keep that four. I'm going to keep that four. Three more than a one. Uh, 17. How about you, Eight. Eddie? Eight. Okay. This thing gets... All right. Uh, Larry, you're first up. Uh, okay, so I can't see in the dark. So how much can I see? Uh, you the torch is actually in there with the me. The torch is in there with uh, okay. with Eddie. So you so can I... see, you can't make everything out like 100%, but you see All Eddie right. take it a swing at this thing with wings. and Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, I'm going to like sneak in along the side and from a distance going to throw one of my axes and see if that does good things or attacks. Okay. Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, that will not hit. Ooh. Excuse me? Uh, okay. Amy starts looking at her spells more hardcore. <laughs> Excuse me. Cool, 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 cool. And what's my distance from it at this point if I've snuck in a little ways? Uh, I'll say 35 feet. Okay, so still not ideal. Actually, you know what? Let's change that to 25 feet. Yeah. So how much have I moved? About 15 feet in there. Okay, so I've still got about 15. All right, well, I'm going to try and sw- throw throw another one. Okay. That is 22. That'll hit. Oh, yeah, baby. And this one's going to get... And my friend is, like, right beside it, right? Yeah. That's, this one's going to get my sneak attack bonus. So that's 10, 15, oh, 3, 5. Yeah, baby. Ooh. That's 20 slashing damage from this thrown hand axe. Uh, okey-dokey. Wait, and I'm going to superior superiority dice this for the purpose... Of the distracting strike. Uh, so I'm going to roll another d8. That's another three damage. And the next attack on it, made by another attacker, gets advantage. Okay. Uh, where did you hit this thing with your axe, Russ? I'm assuming it's like in battle. I don't know. Like probably like chest rib cage type thing. You're aiming for the biggest, chunkiest part yeah. of it. Yeah. I missed pretty bad on the first one, I feel like. Okay. Or at least, you know, enough. Uh, yeah, your your axe doesn't look like it does much damage to this thing at all. Go, Eddie! <laughs> and then I, I, I go, I hide. I, I bonus action and hide. Okay. With uh, all that, you haven't already used a bonus action. <laughs> no. Uh, it is this, um, this thing's turn. It's going to take a, a melee attack with its spike gauntlet towards Mr. Eddie. Uh, first attack is, I mean, it's, I rolled a two. I don't think any bonus in the world is going to help me hit him. So <laughs> I rolled a two, but I have a bonus 29. Right. What are we fighting Tiamat here? Uh, this one is a 19 on the second that attack. Hits. Okay. So he does... 
10 damage, and you feel a poison start to spread through your body. Oh, no. And can you roll me a d4, please? Two. Okay. Uh, that's all for that turn. Uh, Eddie, your turn. Okay. I've got a shield. Shit, I didn't even know that. Equip that motherfucker. Going to on my next turn. I am <coughs> going to activate my shield. You like protect, let it go, and then I'm going to attempt to grapple this creature. Okay. Natural 20. I got a crit fail. Yes. So I'm going to say you Ooh. grapple it without any problem whatsoever. And crush its skull. <laughs> I don't believe I said that. I was just, I was what just I was trying to finish your What I would have done is swung around to the back of it and grabbed it uh, with his hands around his, its neck and just sat. So it's got a, <laughs> they, my teammates got a whole view of the, the creature's chest. I like Soft this. underbelly. I also just realized that I have a longbow now. So. <laughs> Should have hey. read my equipment list. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> well, I mean, Tom can't read it for you. Russ. I cannot read it for you. It's uh, true. Amy, can you roll me a percept? Or I guess I should say, Roro, can you roll me a perception roll? Mm-hmm. Fourteen. No. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, you see that this thing doesn't really appear like what it look like something is at play here visually that's throwing off the true form of this thing that you're fighting okay. is there a giant turtle sitting on it I mean that doesn't help <laughs> uh, guys there's something weird going on here but I can't quite figure it out you know it's a little dark in here. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to think on that. And um, is it my turn? Yep. Okay. Uh, Roro's going to cast Spirit Guardians. So she is going to call forth a spirit to protect her. And it is going to flit around. It's going to be this like beautiful, angelic, butterfly fairy creature. Very... Um, very like wispy and white and glittery and beautiful. And it's going to keep at a distance of about 15 feet around me for the duration, which is up to 10 minutes. And I designate all of my buddies to be unaffected by this creature. So the affected creature, evil demon thingy, uh, their speed is halved and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. So I move myself forward so that I am within the range of this demon thingy so that my butterfly can give it 3d8 radiant damage on a failed wisdom save next turn. 
Okay, now does this spell only apply to evil demon things, or is it everything? It's only what I want it to apply to, so it's not going to hurt my buddies. Okay, but it's not specifically for, like, evil demons. It's specifically for everything that I don't say it's not for. Okay, no, no you just kept saying <laughs> evil demon a lot, so I wasn't oh, sure no, what was happening. Oh, no, I just meant this one, okay. the no, no, one fine. creature I can see. If there's more, they are also affected. Okay. There's more, you guys. I feel in my bones. <laughs> All right, Larry, you're up. Have we tried talking to it? Hey. You've been here the whole time, Larry. Hey. Woo. Uh, and this thing just kind of shrieks again. Mm. Can right. Larry roll me a perception roll, please? I think you were getting somewhere with it, Larry. Yell back at it. Uh, 26, baby. So, yeah, you you know that there's some sort of magic at play here that is. This thing is not what it appears to be. This thing is not what it appears to be. It's got the magic voodoo of the funky bunch. What? I'm pretty sure I was clearer, clearer than I've ever been when I said that. Yeah, you were, it's got but the I mean, magic voodoo of the funky bunch. Don't know what that means. It's got something going on. Does it have? Hey, Eddie, does it have a thing on it like a chain, necklace, amulet, turtleneck, orb, light beer? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, check that out on your next turn. I'm gonna shoot it. I mean, it's got my, one item on it, and I described it to yeah, you. Yeah, it's the gauntlet. Can you, or the oh, brazier? What okay. is it? Yeah, I'll go try and take it off. I don't... I was hiding. Playing Not with your ears you. you weren't, though. Yeah, well... <laughs> it's dark. All right. Fair enough. You know what? It's dark. I can't hear I you. I take it all back. It is dark. <laughs> uh, all right. You you get up there and you try to pull this like spiked gauntlet off it. You're very careful because you don't want to like poke yourself with it. Mm-mm. Uh, but roll me a strength <coughs> roll. With advantage because he's restrained? Yeah, I'll give you advantage. Oh, yeah, baby. Two twelves. So let's see what my bonus is. Twenty four. Uh, straight strength. That's going to be fifteen. All right, you are fairly successful with pulling this gauntlet off. It starts to give, uh, and you feel like with one more kind of turn around the sun here, you're going to be able to rip that off its hands. It's going to take a whole turn around the sun to rip it off. That's right. <laughs> 365 days you can come back to it uh no like you feel like in six more seconds you'll be able to pull it off of him if that makes more sense for eddie you gotta you gotta hold you gotta hold eddie i can get it all right uh with this thing currently being restrained from the back and its hand uh from the front it doesn't do much of anything in its turn barring some sort of fantastic strength roll the uh, new no, no, but it, it needs not. to make a wisdom saving throw because my butterflies do like caressing its face and like getting way up in its personal business all right mm-hmm. wisdom saving throw is an 18 okay that definitely beats it so you're going to take um, 
half of 3d8 radiant damage. Okay. Ooh, six. That's 10. 13, so you'll just take half of that, six. So I'll take a further half of that. It's three. Fuck off. Try the necrotic damage next time. I can't because I'm a good creature. It comes as an angelic fae. (laughs) That's too bad. I know. I thought, and I thought that would give me an advantage on a demonic creature by using angel power. Well, you said it's not what it, it's not what it, you think it is. I know, but I can't, I can't change it, Russ. That's moot. It is moot. No, wait, that's a different game. Uh, Larry, your turn. Oh, that's my my turn. Really? That's yep. you. Yeah. Didn't you're... I just go? Well, yeah, but you told Eddie to maintain. Oh, so he did. Right. Amy did her thing. Mm-hmm. Just went quicker than I assumed. Okay, strength check. Strength it up. Oh, that's twenty, baby. Yeah, so you you pull this spike gauntlet like right off, and there's even a bit of like a popping noise as it comes <laughs> off, and as it comes off, this like blindingly bright light. Like knocks you down And you open your eyes And all of you kind of had to take a second And in front of you With his wings spread out Is an angel Hi The fuck Don't don't make the angel mad They can be very dangerous too We're sorry that we Larry, Eddie, sorry I forgot my name Eddie (laughs) And your name Skull let, no, it's it's just let it go. No, no, hold on, don't let it go. Uh, don't Eddie, let it go. As you you're saying that you want its skull, you can feel that poison that you got inflicted with earlier. It like makes your whole body seize, and you just kind of topple over. Let's still hold on to the angel. Uh, no, he is free of you at this point. Okay, and the angel kind of looks down at Eddie. You seizing on the ground and just touches them and boop you're totally good poison gone you're full hit points you are walking touched on sunshine. by an angel <laughs> you've literally been touched by an angel Della Reese? uh what and this happened? angel's voice booms out in all of your heads he says thank you i've been trapped here by jameson he's a fallen Father- cleric He's the one who's been summoning the demons. Oh, son of a bitch. I I called it. When? Well, when I said the funky bunch. That is a lie. Fair enough. You caught me. (laughs) Way to go, Della. Don't, uh, don't argue with an angel. Okay. Um, you want to come down the hill and like. Fuck shit up. Get yours. I would love to. Wait, you're an angel. Can yes. you say my name? Your name. Fufufa? No. Fufufup. Fufufup. Close. Fufufup. Fufufup. Oh, it's, you're not an angel. Oh. <laughs> that is a lie. Touche. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you want to come down, but? Uh, I would love to come down with you and wipe this scourge from the planet. He did tell you the name of his god, did he not? No. Yes. That is a lie, as he said, points at the fish man. <laughs> I just started don't pay with attention. Yes. It did start with an M. Mirad. 
is the god of pestilence. Oh. You didn't know that, Cleric? I kept asking him if I knew the religious symbols and stuff. It's a real old god. You didn't have any idea. Old god. What about the nasty smoke? Then the incense, yes, that is part of his his plan. The the incense, the gauntlet, the helmet he's wearing. You did see the helmet, right? Yeah, super weird to just walk around with the helmet on. Very yes, off-putting. it's actually spiked on the inside. And oh. once the wearer puts it on, they cannot take it off. Well, I I bet Eddie would Eddie's, disagree. Eddie's good yeah. at that sort of thing. Eddie, you want to take a helmet off? Yeah. You are the, the man who wants skulls? Yes. Let's go get you a skull. Is the smoke bad? Uh, the angel is is able to, as he like spreads his wings and takes you guys out of the cave, he just like scoops you all up and flies you down to the village in the arms of you can sing Sarah McLaughlin (laughs) I just sang sang the opening phrase (laughs) Eddie closes his eyes in fear and as you guys land in the center of town like his wings basically like the incense clouds just like disperse as soon as his wings come anywhere near them and like the sun starts shining and like the villagers start like walking out of their house, like what? And Father Jameson comes storming out of the church, and he's got his mace in his hands. I'm consoling he points, Eddie. He points at the angel, and he says, "You." And the angel just basically like sets you guys down on the ground, all nice and gentle, pulls his like two-handed broadsword from behind his back. Walks up and just cuts Jameson down. Like one fell swoop. And he looks towards Eddie and he says, There it is. All yours, big guy. So Eddie runs over and starts. How do you you chop him? I mean, start at the neck, I would say. (laughs) How did he chop him? Oh, how did he go like straight down the middle? Like just cut him, cleaved him in twain, basically. So what Eddie's going to do. Good. Is run over. Is he laying down on the ground? Oh yeah. <laughs> He's gonna run over. Put his head between his feet, sit down, brace his feet on the priest's shoulders, and grab with his feet hands and just start pulling back. And just kind of trying to pop the head off. You know? And I mean you manage without too much difficulty. Oh god. <laughs> You know, like when you when you were a child and you used to hold a like a like a dandelion between your finger, mm-hmm. and you used to do the like Mama had a baby and her head popped off, and then sure. just yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happens. Yeah, here. That's how I imagine it. It's very disturbing. <laughs> and the angel turns to the three of you and says, uh, "Ed, I'm 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 happy that you have your skull that you so desired." Lift him off. <laughs> Do you see your name? Thulip. Ithulip. Let me see the name. Thulip. No, that's... That, I mean... <laughs> anyway. There are no vowels. It's impossible There's to say. There's no vowels. It's impossible. Uh, he, he looks towards you and says, thank you for removing that tainted item from me and freeing me from from the spells that were binding me 
Yeah, I got you. And he looks towards Roro and says, what, what can I do for you? Oh, me? Do you need help with these two? Yes, please. We need some sentry towers. He, Shut up about the sentry towers. <laughs> he nods he about folks. the sentry towers, but he says, Roro, I will ensure that you get some help for these two. Thank you. And he, like, beats his wings, takes off, flies off into the distance, and you guys are all done your adventure! Oh, yeah. How many sentry towers did he build for us? Four. Yeah! Sweet. Well, he's like a really powerful angel. He can get him up there real quick. What kind of help did I get? Uh, You got a living caretaker that came by to help with these two. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. So, quick question. The head is still, still inside the helmet? Yes, the 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 head is still inside the helmet. It's gonna be like a fun. We're gonna start there, just try start digging it out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bit of a thing for you. That that head in that helmet is like securely in there. You gotta like work at it. It's gonna be like the most rewarding skull you've ever right. It's a skull you earn absolutely. As long as he doesn't get frustrated with it. It's all about the skulls we earn. We learn along the way, people. I think we've all learned something here today. It's morals of stories. Yeah. That was great. Thanks, Tom. Awesome adventure. Hey, thanks for playing, guys. Thanks for coming, Gabe. It was a blast. Thank you. Yeah. There's the episode. Oh. So much fun. So now, Russ, fun. how do you spell your character's name? Fibblethip. Uh, I can tell you exactly how to spell my there character's name. There are no vowels. Name. There, there are, are no, no vowels. There it's are all no consonants. I was a fish person. Fish don't have vowels. Yeah, everyone knows fish don't have vowels, Tom. I feel that's, so yeah. stupid that's my bad. right now. Tom, so, so stupid. So Philfum, aka Larry, is spelled L-T-H-B-L-F-M-P. Philfum. 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 Yep. Uh, we would love for you to come check us out over at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast and join us for our next game uh, as this is released that's February 20th we also have one March 26th and we schedule them every month uh, so if you're listening to this after either of those two dates in the year 2020 um, we will likely have the next two or three months already scheduled and up there ready for you to join us yeah so. I don't know if you know this but we really like to play games it's true. We we play games all the time, and sometimes, not often, but sometimes we get sick of each other, and we need some fresh blood. <laughs> we want to play games with you. We do. Uh, so please check it out: patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hopefully, have a great week. Normal episode next week. All right. As normal as we get. Yep. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll... Ah! Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. 
Gosh. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, is this the witch's library? I'm going to kill you. Not tonight. Roger, make him stop. No, you watch. Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>